Thank you for joining us today on the Annex Podcast, hosted and presented by the Building Christian Fellowship. At the building, we build our faith, hope, and love in Jesus by having a real, relevant relationship with Him. And what better way for us to get closer to God than to learn more about Him through His Word? We pray you enjoy this message. See, some of you guys don't understand how the Word of God is real. Because I'm sitting there and I'm thinking about a year or something ago when I was in the hospital suffering with a stroke. But the, the grace of God kept me. You guys said, understand something. Wait, understand something. Now, now don't get me wrong. Don't, don't, don't get me wrong. But I, I know other people that have been praying for me, but I know specifically Pastor Gary. I know specifically that Pastor Gary suffered a stroke. This week, but I know what the word of God says. God says this, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed press down, shaken together and running over shall men give unto you. I'm sorry, some of y'all church folk know that a pastor will usually use this when it talks about giving to money. But listen, if you listen about the scripture, what he's talking about, if you give grace, you're going to get grace. If you give for forgiveness, you're going to get forgiveness. Let's take it in the right context. But Pastor Gary is a man of prayer. Pastor Gary is a man that loves the Lord. Pastor Gary was praying for me during that time. And the same prayers that he prayed for me, God says, I'm going to make sure that I give back to you. Good measure. Press down, shaking together, and running over. Because the prayer of the saints availeth much power. And here he is sitting in the hospital. The spirit of God, God says, my word is real. My word is true. And how can somebody have a stroke out of nowhere? But God says, my word will not come back to me void. He said, I'm going to watch after my word. He says, I'm going to watch after my word. He ain't, not watch after what your word says, but watch after his word. Because he said it out. And he's going to watch it, and a, to watch it to, to be accomplished. He watched it, watched it in his life. And I got the, 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 the praise report. That Pastor Gary's doing better. He he's God is healing him. What it took me a year to do, God is doing in a in a in a in a couple of days. They're bringing back new life into Pastor Gary. But here, watch this, watch this, watch this. God deserves the glory. Pastor Gary ain't trying to get any glory. Because he says it was the glory that was set before him. He didn't want to sit there. He didn't want to sit. In, I, I know Pastor Gary. I didn't want to sit in the, in the hospital. I didn't want to go through all this. But I would gladly go through it again if I can turn around and share my testimony to help other people. And there's going to be other people that Pastor Gary is going to be able to touch because of this instance. 
But I thank you, church. I thank you. I thank you for people that, that don't even go to this church and been praying for Pastor Gary and all of his family. Thank God for the word. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. God is sovereign. Praise God. And I thank God for everything that he does. Praise the Lord. He deserves all the glory, all the honor. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Well, today, um, the Lord really touched my spirit. I, I, was pre I preached this morning, and um, as I was getting ready for this weekend, I was, I was going to preach this morning at my cousin's church, and praise God, Connect Church in Northern Virginia. We, we preached on Zoom this morning, but... As I was getting ready this week for that, I already had this message ready for this week. It was a great message. It, it was good. I'm telling you, honestly, as a pastor, I was ready to preach. Ready. But God said, no, there's something else that I need you to tell my church. So I got to put that one on the shelf. And there's something else. Yes, there's something else y'all going to get today. Amen. So you guys, praise God. I want to share this opportunity for us today to grow. So that means get ready. Put your seatbelt on. God wants us to grow as Christians, como cristianos, as disciples, como discípulos, and as a church, uh, como iglesia. Amen. Amen. Now, as a pastor, I've been charged by Scripture, uh, uh, como pastor de las Escrituras, Proverbs 27 and 23 says this, be diligent, be diligent to know the state of your flock and attend to your herds. You guys know what a pastor is, right? He's a shepherd. And the scripture in Proverbs says, be diligent, diligent, diligente. You have to know the word to do the word. So when you're going to do the word, it says here in Proverbs, be diligent to know. You know that word know? You know what that means? It means to be intimate with, to be known. So be diligent to know the state of your flock, to attend to the herd. That word diligent in English, it means Hardworking. Everybody likes to work hard? Okay, there's a couple people. This is Labor Day coming up. Some people haven't been working hard, so you don't deserve barbecue this weekend. You might as well go ahead and just cook you up a hot pocket because you ain't worked all year. Put a little barbecue sauce on that hot pocket. You've been, you've been collecting... You've been collecting all kinds of... Okay, let me stop. All right. That word, diligent. In Hebrew, that word is yada. Yada. Yada, I mean? That word yada in Hebrew means to perceive and to see, to find out and discern, to recognize, admit, acknowledge, and confess. That's what, that's what it means. That word yada, 
It means to perceive. So I perceive, I see, I'm discerning something about the flock. I recognize and I admit and I acknowledge and I confess that there's something going on with the flock. I'm discerning that there has been a sense of lethargy. Am I saying that right? Lethargy has crept in to the fold. There has been a lack of energy and enthusiasm to serve. This is when it gets quiet. But God has commanded me to know the state of the flock. (laughs) And as the shepherd, as a shepherd that knows his flock, he has to tend to his flock. Amen. Amen. But what's happening to the flock is most people don't have any energy or enthusiasm to serve. Did I say that word Okay. A lot of people right now are saying things like this. They're saying to themselves right now, but, but pastor, no, you, you, you got it wrong. Listen, it's just, I serve God by coming to church. Why should I do any more? I, I, I love the Lord. I love God. Somebody got that. I come to church. I love him. That's what I do. I serve God by coming to church. No. What Bible are you reading? Praise God. Listen, let me help you guys out with your understanding. Just because you come to church doesn't mean you're serving God. Let me help you out. We're going to go, you can say thank you to me later. Matthew 9 and 9, it says this. As Jesus was walking along, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at his collector's booth. Follow me and be my disciple, Jesus said to him. So Matthew got up and followed him. Amen. Let me just let you understand something. He said this, Jesus said, follow me and be my disciple. So Matthew got up a year later. No, Matthew got up maybe two months later. No, it says Matthew got up at that point. When Jesus said, follow me, he wasn't talking about later. He wasn't talking about next year. He wasn't talking about after Labor Day. He said, follow me. Now, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but being a tax collector, a tax collector I think that's a very important job. You might not think so because people tech, the tax collector wants to get money from you. But can you imagine you're the one that has to go around and collect people's money? It's a very important job. There was two people during this time, Jesus' time, that Jesus, or I'll say all Jews didn't like. You guys with me? You know who they didn't like? Samaritans and tax collectors. Guess who was at the bottom of the list? Tax collectors. Because tax collectors were usually 
Jewish men that were taking taxes from Jewish people and giving the money to the Roman Empire. But they would always keep a little bit for themselves. So they considered them lower than dogs. But Jesus himself came to a man who was a cheat. He was lower than a dog, but Jesus still chose him and said, follow me. Leave everything, leave your career, leave your cheating, leave your family, leave everything behind and follow me. Now, when we say that Jesus says, follow me, he wasn't talking about the social media kind of following that you guys know about today. That kind of following isn't following at all. That kind of following is really called watching. Watching is spectating. Following is participating. Watching is spectating. You're a spectator. You're sitting in the bleachers. You're not in the game. Preach, Pastor. I will. Following is participating. As much as I love to watch my, my, my nephew and my son, my, my daughter playing volleyball, my niece play volleyball, I love to watch them play. I get excited. I cheer. I shout. I see all that they do. But at the end of the day, I'm still sitting in the bleachers. I'm not in the game. I enjoy the game. I love to watch the game. I'm a fan of the game, but I'm not playing in the game. When somebody follows you on Twitter or Facebook or on Instagram, you're not participating in what someone is doing. You're just getting a peek or a glimpse of what they did or what they're doing or what they're about to do at that time. Watching is not intimate. Intimacy brings connection. Connection makes you a part of the family. God expects us to serve each other and not just sit around and watch. 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 What are you doing right now? You're sitting and watching. God expects us to serve. Romans chapter 15, 2 and 3 says this. But do, you do what pleases them and is for their good. We should do whatever helps everyone grow stronger in the faith. But do what pleases them, and it is for their good. We should do whatever. Somebody say whatever. It says you should do whatever helps everyone grow stronger in the faith. Mind you, we're talking about the church in Rome here. We're talking about the church. I'm not talking about people outside the church. I'm, I'm talking to people even virtually. We're talking about us, people of God. We should do whatever helps people grow stronger in the faith. Even Christ did not live trying to please himself. 
As the scripture says about him, those people who insulted you have insulted me. You don't think it's an insult when you ain't, hopefully, help me, help me out, honey, I need you to do this for me. Charades real quick. Do you think, don't you think it's an insult when you're just sitting there not helping people? Maybe I'm not saying that right. Okay, men, how many men, men of God in the house? They're okay. Sister Margo, what are we going to do? How many men of God in the house? There we go. Now, I'm just as a man, just as a man, I'm just, I'm just as a man, I'm just going to say this. I'm talking about young men too. It bothers me when I see a bunch of men sitting around talking while other men are working. It's an insult. It's an insult to the two people that are working. You got, how many people right now, even just driving around town, not this weekend, but as you're driving around town, you see 10 dudes standing like this over a, 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 a worker. One person's working and the rest of them got their arms folded. It's an insult to the person that's doing all the work. Jesus said, if you insult the person that's doing the work, you've insulted me. Do you guys, are you guys with me on this? Because I'm, go, I'm going somewhere here. I'm trying to get to the point of the state of the flock. I'm, I, I want you guys to see where we are at as a church. Because we've gotten to the place, there's lethargy that's been happening. There's, there's a sense of laziness. As the Bible says, a little, bit of the, a little bit of sleep, a little bit of slumber, a little folding of the hands, a little nodding of the head and the closing of the eyes. If, if you guys ever see me and you come to my house, if I, once I sit on the couch, I'm done. I'm like, I, it's done. I'm done. But that's at home. But when we're at church... 1 Peter 4 and 11 says this. Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Watch this. The part I want you to listen. Do you have the gift of helping others? Can I just stop there for a second? This is a rhetorical question just to help you all out. It's a rhetorical question. What does that mean? Basically, what he's saying is everybody can help. Everybody has the gift to help. He says, do you have the gift of helping others? Question mark. Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. Then everything you do will bring glory. You deserve it all. Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. God said, I will give you the strength. Can I just... She's not in here. I'm just going to say it like this. When you have been scheduled to be at church to serve, and you don't feel like it, 
the scripture says that God will give you the strength and the energy. But instead of relying on the strength and energy that God will give you, because you got to do it by faith. God ain't just going to give you strength and energy when you get up. He wants to see you getting up, struggling through the house. You're shaking. You can't get it. But he says, I will give you the strength and energy to supply it. Saints of God, listen, listen, listen. And I'm just talking about the children's ministry. We have so many people that call in sick, don't show up, that right now, I mean, literally, we have people that will only get, be in service once a month. It should not be so. We have ushers that serve every week. It should not be so. I know you're tired. I know what you got to do all week. I know everything that you got to do. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to downplay what you do. But at the end of the day, God will supply all the strength and energy you need to serve his people. He's given you the gift to help others. And if everybody got together, if all of us got together to do all the work, nobody would be tired. Do you catch that? Catch it. Philippians 2 and 4 says, let each of you look out not only for his own interest, but also the interests of others. I like this scripture because God understands. He says, I know you got your own interests. Because people are like, what about me? God says, I care about your interests. But at the same time, I want you to care about other people's interests too. Because scripture basically says that you need to esteem your brother higher than yourself. So such as, you know what? I know somebody probably might not be feeling it today. I wasn't feeling it today, but guess what? God gives me the energy, supplies me the energy to, to serve. So I'm going to serve my brother that may be down and out. Because at least he made it to the house of the Lord. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it with fervency and tenacity. And I'm going to do it because I want to give glory to God. Proverbs 29 and 7. Oh, lots of scriptures, Pastor. Yes, we believe in the word here. Proverbs 29 and 7, it says this. The godly care about the rights of the poor. The wicked don't care at all. Oh, I'm sorry. Wasn't this scripture for the church? We ain't talking about people that are out there. but We're talking about people here at church. It says the godly. That's us. We care about the rights of the poor. You know what the rights of the poor are? People that maybe, maybe they come into church that might be broken. People that, that, that have come here and they're just like, you know what? I, I'm, I barely made it to church today. You don't need pastor to come up and give you a word. You don't need one of the deacons to come give you word. God will use you when you ain't got a title because you showed up to church. When, when one of the ushers come up and they, they just feel the discerning of God. And they come up and they just give you a word, a word of knowledge. These are gifts. These are gifts that God has given you by the Spirit of God. This is a word of knowledge, a word of wisdom, a prophetic word. 
God will use you to do that. I've told you before, you don't have to be, uh, have a title, but you're, the title that you have is a title, a child of God. We care about everybody's right. You have a right to be in the presence of God. But you know what? Wicked people don't even care at all. They don't care that people like Atira sits here every Sunday. Did I say every Sunday? You guys don't know. You guys don't know about, about, about Sister Isabella when she's up here with the young, with the youth. Do you think they just come up and sing? No, she got to teach them too. And she got a job. It's because she got to teach kids, young kids. Help her, Jesus. <laughs> there are people that are here. It is. It's a, it's a huge and major sacrifice. It's not about us. Mark 12 and 31. And the second is like, is like, and the second is like, namely this. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is no other commandment greater than these. We live in a day and age where people are all about themselves. The, the number one thing I hear people talk about is, well, it's my truth. Well, that's my truth. And nobody got their own truth because it changes. It, it, people's truth changes like underwear. Hopefully, yes. The way I've been reading about stars talking about taking showers every other day, like, uh, I only take a shower once a week. No, nasty. Nasty. But that's how people's truth is. But when we learn the truth and know the truth, then no, you guys know who the, the truth is, right? He's Jesus Christ. He said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. You guys understand, it's Jesus. Love thy neighbor as thyself. Which means, guess what? I'm looking at my neighbor and seeing what they need. It's like this, okay, this, this Sunday, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come. I'm going to serve with fervency. I'm tired, but God has given me the energy that, that, that he to supply, to do the job with, 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 uh, um, um, with fervor. And I'm going to go forward. I'm going to do it with excellence. And that's how God will start to use us in the ministries that he's put us in. Listen, guys. Followers participate in the game. Followers participate in the game. Praise God. I thank God for football. I thank God for football season. Hallelujah. Ha shataba. Oh, hey, hey. 49er. Ha, 49er. That, that is actually, yeah, tongues. Oh, yes, Lord. I love, I love football, but at the end of the day, I got jerseys, all kinds of 49er gear. I got it all, and if by any chance the 49ers win the Super Bowl this year, 
guess what? I'm going to cheer. I'm going to celebrate. But at the end of the year, when they get that Lombardi trophy and they get all that money, guess what? I'm still not a part of the team. Maybe you didn't understand that. You may have a jersey. <laughs> you can sit around and cheer if you want. You probably also an arm, what do they call it, an arm, armchair quarterback, whatever it is. You can do all that. You ain't getting paid by the organization. You ain't playing for the organization. And you're not going to get the glory that the organization gets. Did you catch the parallel here? The organization is really an organism. It's the church. And when you belong to the church, guess what? You're going to be a part of the church. And guess what you get paid in? It ain't cash. Come on, y'all. God's going God's to gonna give you things in your life that are way more than money can borrow. They'll be priceless gifts that God will give. He gives you peace. He gives you joy. He gives you a blessing. I'm trying to tell you, God, when you're part of the team, you get the benefits. But if you're just going to sit down in the stands, just sit in the stands. Cheer for me if you want. But you ain't going to get it at the day when the prize is actually being given to you. The day that you'll stand before the Lord and you'll be like, well, Lord, I prophesied in your name. I cast out demons in your name. You know, Jesus, you were never on my team. Look what Matthew did. It says, so Matthew got up and followed Jesus. It didn't say that he watched him from afar. It didn't say that he was going to watch him from now on. It said he got up. He got up and followed him. Too many of us are sitting in the seats, in the pews, as we used to call them, and ain't following Jesus. Watch this, you guys. Hollywood and the movies, movie theaters, know that people want to feel a part of the movie. So what they're doing right now is that they cause you to come into the movie, they bring you into the theater, and they call it a movie experience. You come in, they sit down in these nice anti-gravity chairs, and the legs come up, you get food and all that, and then all of a sudden it's 3D imaging, you got to see the IMAX. It makes you feel a part of the movie. You get motion sickness because it's so big. The, 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 the stereo systems, the, what do they call that? Um, I, yeah, IMAX surround sound. Yeah. You feel it in your chest. And they do all that. Because right at the end of the movie, you're like, man, I feel like I was in the movie. <laughs> Did you hear that meteor? Do you guys, you guys get what I'm getting? You get a movie experience. You're there. It's like, man, they do all kinds of things to simulate the experience. I hope y'all are hearing me. But the whole time, listen, you guys, you're not in the movie. You're sitting down watching the experience. Even though you feel like you're a part of the experience, you're not in the real experience. So by the time the movie is over, you feel like you are a part of the action. Well, the truth is, saints, listen to me. You didn't get shot. You didn't get fall out of a moving car. You didn't bust no caps at the enemy. You didn't do any 
Shang-Chi movie uh, moves on anybody. The truth is, you didn't take any risks. And that's how church is today. Nobody takes any risks anymore. We got, I'm talking about this church. We got lights. We got smoke machines. Y'all, some of y'all thought it was just the glory clouds. No, we literally got a smoke machine that comes out. We got thunderous sound systems. We do stuff to make you want to come back over and over again for the experience. But you leave the same. Sitting here is great. I've had more experiences serving God's people, better experiences serving God's people than sitting in the seats. When I get here and get some, I am a consumer. Do you guys know what a consumer is? You consume. You eat. It's like a locust. You guys know what locusts are? Locusts come, they don't come to give anything, they just come to consume what's in front of them. But that's not what God's people are to do. We are supposed to come here to give. So many people just, oh, let me just stop, let me stop. So many of us right now are not taking enough risks. There's people right now in your life that you're not even willing to risk losing for the sake of Christ. Because you won't even serve them. And what do I mean by serving them? You won't even tell them about Jesus. I'm just going to be honest with you. When's the last time you posted anything about Jesus? When's the last time you even said what Jesus has done for you? Uh, Yeah, think about it. It's okay. No condemnation. Sometimes we just come to the church because we're consumers and we just want to sit in the seats and we leave here the same. An experience doesn't change you, but an encounter will change you. Do you know the difference? An experience is like, oh, that was great. But an encounter changes your life forever. Just watching is is an experience. Participating is an encounter. Besides, if you're not following Jesus, then you're just watching him. God didn't call us to watch him. He called us to do as he does. Let's look at two more scriptures or uh, two more aspects of following Christ. Matthew 16, 24 says this. Then said Jesus unto the disciples, if any man will come after me. Does this sound familiar? If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. There is no way to follow Christ without denying yourself. Serving Christ means serving others, not always looking to be comfortable, but serving from a place of conviction. Do I need to say that again? Hold on. Let me get my amen section. What'd you say? Amen, Amen, Pastor. There is no way. 
to follow Christ without denying yourself. Serving Christ means serving others, not always looking for comfort, to be comfortable, but serving from a place of conviction. I will, there are people, I'm just trying to tell you, I don't expect everybody to come to church every Sunday. I don't expect everybody to come to church on every Sunday. But what I do expect is when you do come to church, you come looking to serve. And when you say yes, let your yeas be yeas and your noes be noes. What, what, is the, what does the scripture say about a, a, an unreliable friend is like a foot out of joint or, 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 or a, a broken tooth? Unreliable people. How do you think Jesus feels when Jesus is like, oh, yeah, the, the brother so-and-so, I, I, I can rely on him he, because I, I, I can trust him to tell this other person that he's going to come to in the grocery store, go tell him about me. But you can't even serve in the church to people that are saved. How are you going to go out and serve to people that don't, even, that don't know about Jesus? God can't trust you with the riches of, of heaven. Do you know what the riches of heaven are? It's the gospel of Jesus Christ. You have treasures in your bosom that we need to give to people. Not just outside the church, but here in the church. We are here. We are carriers of hope. Look what Jesus said, Matthew 20 and 28. For even the son of man came not to be served but to serve others, watch this, and to give his life as a ransom for many. He did not come to sit down and watch. Jesus came to serve. He's a servant. Nobody ever said following Christ is going to be easy. That's why he said, Pick up your cross. Do you guys realize that if you, if you even picture, I don't care what movie you've ever seen the image of Christ in, but you always see him when he's walking, that cross that he had, it wasn't easy for him to carry. And the hard part about it was he didn't just have to carry the cross, he had to carry it up a mountain. And he says, if anybody desires to follow me, if anybody desires to be like me, if anybody wants to be a servant like me, you got to deny yourself. It's not about you, honey. It's about others. Pick up your cross and follow me daily. So if you're not doing what Jesus is doing, you're just watching. You're just spectating. And if you're not a follower of Christ, then you're not a Christian. Matthew 10 and 38 says this, and he, he said, this is what Jesus said. I didn't say it, Jesus said it. And he that take not up his cross and follow after me is not even worthy of me. Let that sink in for a second. If you don't pick up your cross... If you don't deny yourself, if you don't become a servant like Jesus Christ, he says you're not even worthy of him. Didn't we just sing that song? You are worthy of it all. 
Lord, then, then show him. Lord, you are worthy of me denying myself. You are worthy for me being tired. You are worthy, Lord, that I will do this thing because I esteem my brothers higher than myself. Than myself. The same way he, he gave his life up for us. We should do the same. So, if you don't deny yourself, if you don't pick up your cross and follow Christ, if you don't get in the game, you don't deserve to be Jesus' disciple. If you're here today, listen very carefully. If you're here today and you're looking for a real church that has real pastors and, and real Christians, why don't you become what you're looking for? Show God how thankful you are to him by serving others. In 1 Thessalonians 5 and 18, it says this, In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. This is why the body of Christ needs you. The body of Christ needs you. Romans 12 and 4 says this, for as we have many members in one body and all members have not the same office. So we being many members, many members are one body in Christ and every one member one of another. We are all members in the body. Todos somos miembros de cuerpo. Some of us are arms. Some of us are legs, some of us are hands, some of us are feet. But saints of God, there's one thing you don't want to be in the body. That's a skin tag Christian. You guys know what a skin tag is? Little mole, little things growing on you. The irritating. This there for no reason. You guys catching the analogy here. It's a skin tag, Chris. They're there for no reason. They're just hanging on to the body, irritating you in places. <laughs> Don't be a skin tag Christian because you serve no purpose. It's irritating. Ephesians 4, 16, from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth according to the effectual working in the measure of every part maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself. What does that mean? It means Jesus wants his body to be fully functional. He wants every, did I just say every? He wants every member to be functioning. I want all my body parts to be functioning. Pastor Gary at one point all his body wasn't functioning, but in his mind, he's going, I want all my body parts to function. And what's happening, what's happening to the body of Christ and what has happened to the body of Christ, there's been a stroke. There's a blood clot that's going on. That means there's a restriction of the flow of blood going on in the church, and part of the body isn't moving. But Jesus is telling his body now. He says, I want my whole body functioning together, working together to be complete. Nothing missing, nothing broken. Yeah. 
Jesus said this. He said he's coming back for a church, a church without spot or wrinkle. He's not coming back for a church that is paralytic. He's coming back for a church without spot or without wrinkle, where the members are functioning together. He's coming back for that church. And as I close the T-Room, Proverbs 18 and 16, a man's gift. Make, will make room for him and brings him before great men. You guys heard that scripture before. A man's gift will make room for him and bring him before great men. I got the revelation of the scripture years ago. It says a man's gift. What is that gift that God has given you? He's given you his spirit. And with the spirit of God, when you give your life to Christ, he's he said, listen, not only will I be with you, but I'll be in you. So along with the Spirit of God, you'll get the Spirit of God, and he will give gifts. He gives us all gifts, and he gives us gifts to help out the body. Amen. So when you get that gift, that gift that God has given you, it will make room for you. You have a gift that could be helping here at the church. And I know some of y'all looking at me right now like, well, I don't even know what my gift is, Pastor. I don't know what my gift is. I, I don't know. I, I, maybe it's singing. Maybe it's cleaning. Maybe it's kids. I don't know what my gift is. Well, you know what? If you start serving somewhere, you'll discover what your gift is. There's things that we, we won't know about unless we do. Listen, you got to walk by faith. So God said, watch this. I've given you a gift. You need to use that gift. And your gift will bring you before great men. It doesn't mean he's going to put you in front of T.D. Jakes. Your gift isn't going to put you before presidents and, and, and all these other things. No, you know what great men are? The great men are people that are left and to the right of you. Your gift will bring you before great men. You know what great men? People, other people in the body of Christ. Your gift will help other people out. That's what God is calling us to do. Ephesians 4 and 11 says this, and he gave himself some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. Listen. For the equipping of the saints, to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith, the knowledge of Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be little children tossed to and fro and carried about with every uh, wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning and craftiness and deceitfulness of plotting, but speak the truth in love like I'm doing today, that you may grow up in all things. Somebody say all things. That you may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ, joined together by which every joint supplies according to the effecting work by every part does it share because growth of the body for edifying of itself in love. The church needs you not to just be sitting in the seats. 
Not just to sit around and be a spectator, but to be a participator. Listen, guys. We need greeters. We need children's ministry workers. We need cleaning crew. We need production uh, uh, sound techs, camera operators, worship team. We need everybody. You all have a gift. Why are you sitting on the gift that God has given you? Just coming to church isn't enough. Saints of God, if we are Christians and we call ourselves Christians, that means that we are Christ-like. Amen. If you call you, I, I understand the world waters Christian down, but let me help you out. If you're a Christian, that means you're Christ-like. If you're Christ-like, you do what Christ does. Christ came to serve. If you're a Christian and you're doing things Christ-like and you're serving like Christ, then you can call yourself a Christian. But if you ain't serving, you ain't saved. So here we grow. That's all the time we have for this episode of the Annex Podcast. But we encourage you to get connected with us by downloading and using our TBCF app today. Or you can visit our website at tbcf.life. That's tbcf.life. Until next time, thanks for stopping by to the Annex Podcast. <laughs>